Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill and I am your host. Uh, this is episode number 51 and um, joining me today is Elena Licardi. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I, for context on me really quick. I'm a filmmaker. We're in Los Angeles, California. You are a stylist. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for uh, having me in your space. It's wonderful to be here. Of course. Welcome. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> Great. Lovely. Where do we start? Uh, Elena. Okay. I want to start with a nice easy thing. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Let's ease no. into it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about... Um, no, I don't want to jump into that yet. So you are a stylist. Before we yes. dive further into that, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about um, other ways maybe you would describe yourself or if there's anything else in there just for some quick foundation building on... Who I am and yes. what I'm doing yeah. here in LA. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, should I start like from a way beginning? Uh, I would say No. Okay. All right. <laughs> or maybe sure. Okay. Um I okay, we'll just scratch the surface. <laughs> so, I have been living in LA for 4 years now. I've made it over to the West Side. <laughs> I'm so happy to be living over here. And I've just been in the industry for 9 years and I've kind of taken little roles here and there in a lot of different positions. So now I have landed as a stylist. So you've landed as a stylist, but just for clarification, the previous, well, I don't know. I don't know about previous. Previous experience comes in the form of modeling, acting. Yes. Do you want to throw out whatever, just in general, things you've dipped in? I started as a model and I also did commercial acting and then I actually went into grip work, which was pretty interesting times for me. Wow. Yeah. And then I um, I am now a costumer. Yeah. <laughs> and I've also done like some producing here and there. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. <laughs> grip work. I had no idea. Yeah. I did not see that. A lot of people don't expect don't... it. Great. Um, okay. So one thing I like to do when I think about uh when i think about how people kind of define not define themselves but uh like on instagram for instance we have Mm -hmm. a bio and we can kind of display this is who i am or this is like a quick sum up of ideals or whatever i wanted to ask you about your bio oh my On Instagram. Yeah. Um, you have it mentioned. Uh, it says uh, grow slow mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Um, and I was curious on what that means or what the, yeah, what, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can kinda, How I yeah. connect to that. I just feel like, especially with this day and age, how especially kids growing up these days, it's everything is so quick. Everything is at their fingertips. Everything can happen overnight. And then it could be this amazing thing for like a year and then it's gone. You know, They're, they just kind of quick burn and it's just gone for them. And I feel like everything should be a marathon, not a sprint. And 
especially when you're comparing yourselves to people all day long on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, even just walking out the door, especially in LA, how people are so flashy, whatever. And it's just important to remind yourself that good things take time and good things will stay for a long time. And you should really just just remind yourself to go at your own pace and just stay grounded and no matter what victory it is, it's your victory and you should just, you know, make it last and <laughs> don't pressure yourself. Okay. I like it. So it's kind of like um, permission to not have everything immediately. Yeah. The the instant gratification of the new age. Yeah. We're like, yeah, okay. All right. You grow know. slow. Yeah. Okay, baby steps. Baby steps. And like, just because it's not happening in a year or two years, things are still happening and you will get there. And the journey is important too. Lovely. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. I, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And yeah. I'm not sure now that you explain it, I'm like, I don't know what else I could have thought that would have been, but um, <laughs> wonderful. Okay. Let's talk. Um, Cause you mentioned off camera, um, uh, stylist costumes wardrobe mm -hmm. uh you just joined local i am waiting for them to like finalize my paperwork okay there's like yeah. a final thumbs up yes yeah but you've so submitted all your days i submitted and all my days i've done all the like safety testing mm. harassment whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> and i took the like colorblind test yeah. And yeah, so I'm just waiting for them to, you know, give me the the cosign. Okay. <laughs> um that's great. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks. So, how um <clears throat> one thing I'm curious about is can let's just talk about how you found your way into how recent so. was the dive into the I don't do I call it like a new avenue or is this something long time coming? What, what how, yeah. does, how does it all play um, out? So I've been a model obviously nine years now. And uh, during the pandemic, I, okay, well, I went to college the whole time that I was modeling. I did all my schooling online and it took me so long <laughs> because mm -hmm. I was living in New York and I was young and I was modeling and I was working another job and another job trying to like make rent. And so I would take like two classes at a time and, you know, just kind of be doing it. And so it took me like five years or six years instead of like the normal four. So I had just graduated in 2020 and I was like, this is my chance to not be a model anymore. I can't wait to get a job. Quote, <laughs> I can't quote unquote air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to like be a part of a team and be working towards something with like people every day. Like, cause when you're a model, it's kind of lonely. Like, you know, you work with a team and you're on set and it's great, but then you leave and like, you will see those people again, but it's still not the same connection that they all have with each other. And then you just kind of feel like you're waiting for nothing all the time. You know, you're just like working out to maybe be on set tomorrow. It's just this weird feeling. Yeah. So then I uh, 
just started thinking like, what could I do after school? Like no one is hiring right now because we're in COVID and I, uh, should we clarify what you went to school for? Oh yeah, sure. I, uh, I went for advertising. So when I was on set, I saw the ad agency and I was like, you know, this looks like a pretty good job. <laughs> they get like snacks and all this cool stuff, like the best like setup on set too. Anyways. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started realizing what they actually did and that them being on set was only like three days out of the year <laughs> so that would be that would be like that's agency right not yeah, not not the agency. client but yeah that's agency yeah and, and when you're on commercials yeah you've been on commercials yeah. in, the, in the talent uh aspect so right it was the kind of the grass is greener yeah uh okay yeah yeah where you saw them having yeah okay you know yes. like they just they're in charge of everything and like they're in charge of the concept and like the creative direction and i thought that that was so cool and, um, so I, I kind of went to school for that and I figured, you know, it could be used for a lot of things, but mm -hmm. I, um, then I, or <laughs> I, <was like> <laughs> well, I guess, well, I guess just, um, oh yeah, COVID. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask what, yeah. it, or never mind. Uh -huh. okay, okay. So, continue. Back so on the train. I was like, what the heck do I do? My friends are all photographers, so I would be like, let me come assist you on set. And they brought me on to do grip work. <laughs> so Great friends. I would help them. I would help them, you know, set up the camera and do all that stuff. I learned lighting and all, like, the names of all the equipment. And then every time that I was on set, I would give someone my number, whether it be, like, the stylist, the producer, the whatever. And I would just make sure that I was, like, making connections every time. So when I was on set as a model for like this hair shoot, I gave my number to the stylist there and it's our mutual friend, Allison mm -hmm. Teicher. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, like I'd love it. And I, you know, so I just literally bugged her for months. <laughs> I texted her like almost every week asking if she needs a PA, if she needs help. Um, Allison is a stylist. I'm not sure if I clarified that uh no you did not okay yeah. allison yeah. is a stylist and she's so amazing so you bumped into her while you were doing grip work for no, a photographer I was, friend while i was modeling you're modeling i okay. was actually on a model gig yeah and she styled me so um yeah and then she i did a you know wardrobe pa stuff and then um she gave my number out to like everybody and here i am <laughs> wow. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, Allison's awesome. I know she made a, a a great impression when I first met her as well. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, Yeah, you're very cool. She's I'd so be awesome. honored to work with you more. Yeah, yeah. That, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, so you bugged her, she yes. hooked you up. She really hooked me up. She I owe it all to her. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay, and now you're professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we just actually did that movie that got me all of my union days together. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. yes. That was a lot of information. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Um, so when thinking about costuming, because uh, how much work 
had you done in the narrative space, let's say before jumping into this uh, this feature with Allison and such? Mm-hmm. Like, how? What? I'm curious on the difference between styling for commercial versus styling for, for a movie or or photography shoots or okay. music videos or I don't know yeah. what other aspects you've worked in. But um, yeah, I've done a music video. I've done a little photo shoot. I've done the movie and commercials. Yeah. So I would just say that it's the movie is a whole other beast. (laughs) It's just like the continuity aspect as you well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Script supervisor life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I You're like our saving grace on set. Like we had coffee with our scripty every morning. We were like, tell us what happens. Is this the same outfit as this day? Is this described as this? Or does it mean this too? Like, and is she wearing her bracelets in this scene or is she not? Like, because she was working out. You think that she wears her bracelets? Like, it's just even more in depth than you would ever think. And then you see it on the TV for 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know like on a recent feature that I was a part of, there was, I mean, there's elements in a script that aren't even explained in the scene where like later in the movie or in the movie, the, the gal is gifted like a, uh, like a promise ring or something. And then it's never mentioned if she's wearing it or if she's not wearing it. When does she stop wearing it or like all that kind of stuff. Exactly. You have to go a level deeper than what the words are on the page. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got to really think like if I was this person, I feel like I wouldn't wear my bracelets when working out, Yeah, (laughs) you know? So, and then commercials, I had a whole new appreciation for them because You know, you're on it for like a week and then you're just done. But with the movie, I was wrapping it for two, three weeks. Just the same stuff. (laughs) The same clothes for weeks. What is, uh, I don't know. Okay. What is entailed in wrapping out? Uh, Because I'm I'm unfamiliar with that process. So, uh obviously well i guess not i mean <laughs> there's <laughs> okay well let, let, let's try to give okay i'm trying to get some context here yeah. for, for maybe some folk that aren't familiar with the costuming department yeah for feature films so i don't know the extent of like the shoot that you were on or how many mm-hmm. characters there were or yeah. how many story days were going on right or yeah stunts or you know sometimes there's different variations whatever all yeah. all, all that kind of stuff so yeah. how how <laughs> So (laughs) actors will come in and they'll be shooting for however many days. Like the best friend of the main character, she wasn't there every single day. You know, she has certain shoot days. And then even lower than her is like some, like the uncle or the dad. And then lower as in, uh, I guess, just not as big of a role. Okay. Not as like. On the, on the, on the call sheet totem pole right yeah or just like the amount of days that they're shooting it's just yeah so once the uncle would be done shooting let's say Mm. he had no more shoot days so i would be like oh great i can wrap all this out we can get it out of the truck so obviously we shop for him he's a different character so he wears very different things than say the dad would have worn so we can't use any of his clothes for the dad either, you know, so you just get rid of it all. So 
you return to stores, <laughs> you return to the costume houses like Universal, Warner Brothers. Yeah, rentals. Rentals, yeah. So I go on the paperwork and you look for the barcode for the rental clothes and you check it off and then you scan it. <laughs> and then sometimes you have to put it in order <laughs> and you then you take it back to them and you do that whole thing. So it's just weeks of that. <laughs> It's a weeks of that because there's so many characters to wrap out. Yeah, or... and there's so many clothes. And then you also get background um, people. So yeah. we did a lot of school days. So there's a lot of school kids and they had uniforms. We decided to go school uniform route. So for weeks, I'm just looking at like plaid skirts and like zip ups and whatever mm -hmm. clothes they wore. And then I also had to do the laundry, you know, make sure it's clean, like order the dry cleaning to come and that kind of thing. <laughs> Wowza. Yeah. Wowza. So. Yeah, it's a lot of organizational, yeah, uh, logistical. Yeah. yeah. A lot of organization. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. And That's... then you have to like look at this random shirt and you have to be like, I think that Derek wore this or I think that Brad, this was Brad's character or something, you mm -hmm. know? It's very interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh. for commercials, okay. <laughs> it's like you just have an actor and they have however many looks. The ad agency decides and they just wear it for like an hour. Yeah. Cause there, there's, I mean, there's done. like a whole process there, right? Where I don't know if ad agency is shown I'm, I'm assuming okay so they're shown the costumes ahead of time before the talent like oh, that yes. that's a pre-production thing yeah we're we have a whole fitting day okay and I, I take the pictures we put it in a google doc and then they send it to the yeah. agency they pick their favorites and sometimes it changes <laughs> yeah no it, stuff yeah. changes all the time yeah because yeah, i know I see it happen on the day all the time where I don't know if like an actor changed or what happens, but it right. seems like it's always let's get them in their costume. Yeah. And then let's show them again. Right. Because yeah. maybe they don't like it anymore. Well, who knows what, yeah. whatever the thing is, but right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But for movies, you have to be careful with that. You know, that the director could be like, Oh, I don't like this outfit. And you're like, well, he has to be in this outfit because this is the scene that he comes home from the roller car track. It's already been established, yes, right? Exactly. That's more of the continuity the, again. Yeah. Yeah. The once term. they once they wear it and you film them on camera, you yeah. I'm sure have a whole system on right, and you better make sure he's wearing his necklace and everything that he was wearing mm -hmm. in the scene that it was mm -hmm. established. Yeah. Yeah. Big stuff. <laughs> right. It's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. But I know you've also done styling for uh, non-film work too. Mm -hmm. Like, like um, I guess, I don't know if it's like promo advertisement stuff or even even just your own projects. Yeah. Uh, for uh, photo shoots with models. Yeah. So since I was friends with all of my photographer friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> since you're friends with all your photographer friends, yes. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of hit them up and I was like, hey, want to style a model? Like, Do you know anyone that's like you really want to shoot? And like maybe I could just 
think of a concept and we can go to a tennis court or something and yeah, do a little collab. Yeah. And, and then it looks good on my website and shows clients what I'm capable of. And then, uh, you know, you get some cool content to, to post and put your name out there more of like what you're doing. Uh, especially since people are like, Alana is a stylist now. Like she's been a model. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what is she doing? I feel like no one ever knows what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I've done stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm planning a shoot soon too with my friend and, um, thinking of more like high fashion cause I need that in my book. Um, I do a lot of like streetwear. I feel like, so maybe I need to make some more fancy choices here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're, you're being, you're being smart and, uh, being proactive. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. That's, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so how, how do you determine, I don't know. It's just like, okay. I think about myself as a director where, you know, it's all about what do I bring to the table? that's different from everybody else. How do I, mm-hmm. how do I, how do I stand out amongst the crowd and yeah. what, what is my what is my tone what is my vibe right um so I'm assuming that's that's kind of just what you're talking about right yeah. the equivalency so you say streetwear and high fashion um are the so you <laughs> I, th- I think I'm just I'm like I my street is quiet it's fine this trash <laughs> truck is going back and so forth back here I think it's fine <laughs> okay. um I think that was all right either way what I was gonna, I was gonna ask was, about like my personal. Yeah how style. how did you develop um, yourself and your eye? How did yeah? How, I think it really just came like recently. I was never someone that was like, I'm gonna be a stylist. I'm gonna work in fashion. Like, I think just being a model, you like get a appreciation for like really nice clothes, and you know, it, like I love how I feel in like a really cute outfit. I love shopping. And I also started to love like how I made people feel when Mm -hmm. I dressed them Mm -hmm. in a really nice outfit and made them feel good. You know, it's like a different type of uh, joy that I never (laughs) really (laughs) imagined myself having. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. But when you dress someone else, say I just I dressed my friend for a wedding and I got lucky because he's adventurous with his style. But some people aren't. Some people really like, you know, their plain colors. They only like wearing these few types of shirts or like they don't like themselves in a Henley or like a button down. I don't know. But you have to really think about what this person would wear when you're shopping for them. You know, you, you don't just shop for your style. You shop for their style. Right, right. But yeah. at the same, okay, I'm trying to, <laughs> at the same time, however, mm-hmm. I imagine that it's, again, a, a bit of a collaboration where you're involved because of who you are. Yeah. And that, and ideally it's some sort of, some sort of, variation and combination of the two but maybe yeah. it's maybe it's uh i don't yeah, know i guess I it's de- dependent i i'm i look at things in the store and i'm like oh yeah this is great like i feel like you would like this too you know but <laughs> right. also yeah i don't know i just kind of came up with my own style by I yeah i think <laughs> i think um okay because uh, 
I just feel like I also have a lot of styles. Like some sure. days I dress really girly and some days I like to dress like a tomboy, like baggy jeans, crop top t-shirt, like, or a baggy t-shirt, mm-hmm. you know, Jordans on. Right. Cause I, yes. And I know. But today I'm wearing pink. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And yeah. the awesome pants. Yeah. Um, uh, Cause let's just say as a, as a guy, <laughs> Growing up mm-hmm. as a guy, not I, you know, it always took girlfriends to try to help let me know that clothes were bad yeah. or maybe try this out. Or, <laughs> right, right. So I know it's, it's, I don't either, I don't, clothing is something that I don't understand well. And I think about there's a couple of variations and directions we can take that. It's as a director mm-hmm. yeah. or a writer, right? When I'm writing characters, I don't see clothes like I don't know what they're wearing I don't know what kind of clothes they would wear I don't know the variation or anything I none of that comes to my brain at all I'm thinking about emotions and and movement and reactions and and that kind of thing and then I'm counting ideally and down the line is like I hope I you know I trust the other person I trust the costume or or, or wardrobe to help solve those riddles (laughs) right um I was also going to say that I don't understand. I mean, because I'm sure there's uh, through history style yeah. changes. Yeah. So I'm sure even just going back through right old yeah. photographs in 80s and 70s mm-hmm. and 1800s. Like I don't know how, how you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the movie that we actually did was 2005, mm. like early 2000s. There's kinda. a lot of those going on right now. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't like the Y2K like trends that you see right now um but yeah it definitely wasn't like to that extent but you just had to think like oh well she would wear this or and then she was also poor too so she wasn't wearing like the nicest clothes and maybe she wore this jacket like a lot because she didn't have a lot of clothes and then my the costume designer was like she probably shops at like a thrift store like she goes to goodwill and she's like finds like cool interesting pieces and then what you're saying with the emotions like you have to think about her personality and the character that she's playing and you're like I don't think that she would wear this she's more edgy and she's more um into like one of a kind pieces she thinks of herself as very different from everyone else you know so you just kind of have to think about that stuff yeah. Okay. So a couple of more costume questions really quick <laughs> before we switch into something else. Um, when I'm talking uh, collaboration um, based on your experience thus far, mm-hmm. what, again, this is, I'm going to frame it in a selfish director way of for okay. myself. It's like <laughs> when... Uh, when writing, what can I do as a director to help your departments or even as a writer, what, what can be put in a script? Like what issues have come up where it's, 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 it would have been nice to have more information Mm -hmm. or, or just things that help clarify ideas from the director versus things that have actually made things worse or, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, that's interesting. I would definitely say that season is a huge uh huge factor 
you know, you don't want to be dressing them and <laughs> long sleeve clothes. Like, yeah, this whole outfit planned out. And then the director goes, it's winter. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, back to square one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then maybe like the rating too like can she show her stomach or like mm. it, it can do you want her to be dressed like pg i guess yeah yeah okay that was something that i was kind of thinking about during the movie i'm like are we showing too much skin like is this and going to be an issue like later on or are we not showing enough skin i don't know kind of interesting to think about and then also i i like when the director has certain notes of what he is thinking that he sees the character wearing in a scene like what the director was like i want a zip-up hoodie for this and we were like okay that's something to build off of and you're like why yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like god the zip-up hoodie (laughs) um but yeah it's something to build off of and you know you know that you're accomplishing a task and you're making him happy so that's Mm -hmm. a win-win so Yeah, because I always try to, one thing that I, I don't know, I, I, this happens to me with all departments, really, like, even when talking with the cinematographer, Mm -hmm. again, I always think about how, you know, when you bring on a a department head to handle costumes or, or camera, yeah. I'm bringing them in because I trust their judgment and their and their that's and great. their and their instinct. Because and some directors <laughs> don't. <laughs> right. So I mean, that's 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 the world that I live in. Uh huh. Um, but then it comes down to like I trust you so much that I'm like, can you just do all the work? Yeah. <laughs> because because yeah. it's uh, I'm like again I don't see clothes, but but then yeah. I'm counting on because like let's say with my cinematographer, uh, he'll throw together like a lookbook of some kind of like here's mm-hmm. this is these are general vibes that i got from reading through the script okay and yeah then, like a then, mood board yeah you know, what, mm-hmm. what 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 out of this do you agree do you with? like you know, yeah. what, what's grabbing you and then we'll kind of yeah. go from there but he'll just throw a bunch on the on the thing and then i'll be nice. like and i'll be like all right you're making me choose you're making me yeah. work uh, i like i guess I, I don't know why i like that or you yeah. know whatever right so i imagine that's kind of the same kind of world that like we would live in where right. I'm like, please help me dress this character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does she wear? Right. It right. is summer in yeah. I 1970. Guess something else you could do is like reveal as much as you can about the character mm-hmm. and like their inner thoughts. Maybe like that helps because when Deborah, the costume designer for the film, like when she was reading it, I'm sure she just got a grasp of the character and she put together the mood boards and um, off of what she read, you know. So the more detailed, I guess, the better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, And more conversations, (laughs) communication. Yeah, communication. That's huge. Like being able to just call the director and talk to them and bounce ideas back and forth. I think that's really important too. Humongo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um uh simple question okay i don't know if you have an opinion on this on this yet but um uh in terms of i guess film life and having the department being called either costumes or wardrobe Uh uh-huh is there 
I think what I've noticed when I was on the movie is everyone says costumes because it is a character. You know, they are playing a fictional character, so they need a costume. But when I didn't work in wardrobe, fashion, whatever, and I heard of a costume, I would think of Halloween, you know? Right. So it kind of like gave my brain a new meaning to that word. And now I I feel like, you know, movie characters wear costumes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but on commercials, I'm wardrobe. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or like when I'm dressing yeah. like a music video, it's just like their wardrobe. So if it's narrative... It's costume. And yeah. If it's anything else, it's You're wardrobe. You're dressing like a celebrity. It's like it's their wardrobe. wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. That's what I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't run into the issue. I know when I first jumped in um, and I moved to LA like a few years ago, mm -hmm. I was experiencing it a lot, a lot more often where, I don't know, people are, <laughs> people on set can, uh, they're really intense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was going to use, but. Yeah. In terms of, let's say like the AD or something is calling calling over for like, you know, there's an yeah. issue with something on set with a costume mm -hmm. or with a wardrobe. And they're like, hey, costumes, costumes, somebody from costumes come in, costumes, yeah. and then costumes will come up. And then I'll hear off to the side somewhere that they're like kind of frustrated about being called costumes. They like really? begrudgingly walk over because they're like call it i've like they mentioned it before like please call us wardrobe really you know, wardrobe or or the vice versa i don't huh. know which has happened but yeah. but then the 80 doesn't hear it or doesn't care right and, yeah because out of habit i know just, you just yeah you gotta be quick too <clears throat> i i don't have a problem with either i feel like they're both interchangeable but it is just something that i noticed when i was on the movie yeah. we were called costumes more often okay yeah Great. Because mm -hmm. I will throw out, because um, you use this word, I wanted to clarify uh, for script supervisor. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Do you not like, <gasps> do you not like being called a scripty? Scripty. Uh, this is a public service announcement. Nuh-uh. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's not. It's. I'm, I'm more just backing the community as a general. Wow. Uh, script supervisors <laughs> on the whole uh don't appreciate the abbreviated term scripty okay that's very good to know yeah all right i think it's it's just because of the history of the position it's kind of like a cutesy nickname okay. that traditionally the position's been done by women right and oh by really? men that look down on the position so it's kind of like a oh my cute... god i feel like it's the hardest job on set it's a very hard job yeah and uh it takes it takes a lot to kind of gain for some reason a lot of people don't understand what the job is is kind of the thing okay um but regardless the whole point is kind of the the, the power dynamic and the I male see. the female history of it with scripty and crafty crafty oh, or, do they or, like i don't uh, crafty is kind of <laughs> turned more into like this is an area versus this is the person yeah i don't know i haven't heard much on crafty side but i know it's a similar thing where both those positions are primarily historically female Right, and men have. I didn't realize that it was a uh, primarily female position. Yeah, yeah. Um, so regardless, I apologize <laughs> formally so here. For, so for me, podcast. I think I've kind of like I don't know. I, I it, it, you know, that's good to know. Yeah, 
so so script supervisor or i've heard script is kind of cool too like hey script okay Okay. that sounds kind of cool or or the name too yeah but or maybe even just ask other script supervisors like hey (laughs) i know we work together i called you scripty for three months straight (laughs) um (laughs) and they'll be like yeah if you could stop yeah who knows script supervisors are uh commonly you know the personality type is little yeah i'll just call quiet okay um yeah you guys are the observers observers 100 percent. note takers note takers we got to know everything all the time about every single detail it's frustrating (laughs) slash awesome i love it keeps you engaged and you don't pass out at work right (laughs) seriously (laughs) yeah Okay, I'm looking through my notes here. We talked about that. We don't know about that. Um, okay, I want to talk a little bit about model life, actor life. Okay. Um, I guess let's let's do a little bit of <laughs> a reflection exercise. Okay. On, <laughs> is what I'll call it. Like, what are your no, I don't know. Can we officially say that you transition? Like, is that kind? Of, is that the kind? Of, yeah. Are you trying to avoid that kind of work, or are you still yes. kind of open to it, or what's yeah. the? And then, okay, that first. Sure. We'll ask the question. <laughs> so I am trying to avoid. Like, yeah, I'm trying to avoid modeling because I just simply don't enjoy it anymore. When I was 19 and moved to New York and thought that I was like, you know, living this huge dream because I was, it was like such a dream that like, unlike how I thought about fashion, I like dreamed that I would be like a model or an actor. Like I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I worked towards it and like begged my parents to let me go to model school and like (laughs) acting classes. And, um, when I was 19, I went to New York and I went to a bunch of open calls and I got an agency to say yes. And so they were like, okay, I guess you can move. And I moved to New York and I was loving life. Anyways. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, it was great. Great times. But I'm just a whole other person than I was back then. I, you know, and especially with Instagram, how you have to just like photograph yourself all day long (laughs) just like taking selfies and like this is what I'm doing I'm working out and like I'm attractive and I my life is so beautiful and it's just Mm -hmm. always doing like photo shoots and like looking sexy and like lingerie because you won't get any likes because you're wearing clothes like I just wasn't that person anymore and I like so once you establish like an expectation you gotta kind of uphold that image kind of forever constantly yeah yeah Yeah. and you know I just I just got over it and I also I had a lot of followers on Instagram and then I got hacked (laughs) so (laughs) after that happened it was also kind of a turning point and I just yeah (laughs) what happened I got hacked like I got an email saying that a brand wanted to collab with me and I clicked on the link and you know oh no downhill from there (laughs) so does that mean you lost your account you had to start from scratch yeah so you know that was a bummer because I had been working getting all those followers doing so many test shoots photographers like 
all the time. It was it was half of the job. So uh, it was really disappointing. But you know, people lose a lot worse in life. You know, sure. lose houses and family members and everything. You know, so yeah. <laughs> an Instagram profile wasn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but, it sounds like it was a little bit of a uh, blessing in disguise. Yeah, okay. it was. It made me totally reevaluate my life and made me into a whole new person. So. Um, I left all of my agencies recently because I kept looking out for styling work and I just felt like they were working for me and I wasn't showing up anymore. And so, and then I would get self tapes for my commercial agency and I would have to be doing them like on set in the bathroom or something like, or on my lunch break. And I would just be like, ah, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't, I'm not putting my good foot forward right now. Like I feel like I'm going to burn this bridge if I don't stop it. So I, I left and um, I'm on this like app uh, called New Book now for modeling. If hmm. I so choose to want to submit myself or clients will message me and I'm kind of like my own agent now. And uh, What's it called? New Book? New Book, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It's actually really great. I would recommend it to other models. Um yeah, and, and they don't take, like, that big of a fee. Like, agency takes 20%. I'm pretty sure they take, like, 10 so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, just, great. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you've turned, I don't know, this is the proper use of the term, you've turned over a new leaf. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it makes sense. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So if something did come up yeah, and, it was would, a, and you actually wanted to do it, you have the choice to do it, right. but that's n- your yeah. other if, goals. If now. I have like a day off when I'm like, I, yeah, I'll go do something today. But if it's e-com, there's no way <laughs> I will not what? go and do e-com for what? eight hours. That would be the worst thing in the world. It's, you just feel like a mannequin. Like you change like over 60 times in a day. I've heard that's that's solid work for a model. That's like solid it, model it life. It is, of course. Like you could book five days in a row, e-com, whatever, but only if it's like a really good client. Because I don't know. Some of them are in like their back warehouse. Yeah. And like it's just a paper and a camera and you're like, this isn't where I'd <laughs> like to be today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just well, have no, so it's, many it's days of it. You're like, I just don't want to do this. Sure. I'd rather do like a makeup shoot or hair, or like a product of like, I don't know what. You just mix it up. Yeah. Kind of more more of the point. Yeah. You have some fun. Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. So, okay. That was clarified. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot what my other question was. Oh, no. uh, okay. <laughs> so, what... I guess I was going to ask about takeaways from all that experience that you that you did gain with um, acting, modeling, mm-hmm. New York living, being in LA, mm-hmm. like. But you you kind of mentioned that you're taking a lot of that and taking what all, all the nuggets and putting it into the wardrobe costume life because yeah. you had plenty of experiences that could help right. do that. But if there's anything else <laughs> that to take away from all that, like I'm, I'm curious on, on if there's other takeaways too, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I stole I just, your answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, 
I don't know. Knowing each role on set is really cool. And I don't know. I, I would feel like if I were to become like a director or something, it would be useful that I've been a model or an actor because I would know how to talk to myself in that position. Like mm -hmm. if I wasn't really kind of delivering or like the actor wasn't really delivering on camera, I would know how to talk to them and feel comfortable and little tips here and there. But and then, yeah, and then seeing it as a stylist, you're like, wow, like you really don't do anything. <laughs> what? Do you, what? <laughs> like when you're an actor, like you just, you don't, it's just the surf. I don't know. You don't, a you, commercial actor, oh, I guess okay. I could say. And a real actor, they are like prepping for how long and, you know. They're probably involved in every, you know. Yeah, definitely. But I was just like a commercial actor on this 10 second commercial. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Do you have, all right. I was going to, so you, have you acted narratively? Mm -mm. And, okay. No. Did you have any, um, you probably didn't have any ambition for that or is um, that something? Yeah. That... I like did a scene study class and I liked it, but I didn't feel like it was me. I mm. kind of felt like, okay, I'm kind of doing this because I am a model and this is kind of what models do after they're like over modeling. Sure. And I just felt like. I like being myself and maybe I would go on like a TV show like Big Brother or like something like that. Is that that's real? Is that like reality? Like a reality, probably. And just where you like, can be yourself. Yeah, where you can just be yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I okay. didn't feel like I was good at it. All right. I felt like other people were just way better. <laughs> so I was like, I think I'm good. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Noted, noted. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I was, I, I want to switch out of entertainment for a quick sec. Do you have an opinion on um, travel? Mm. On the importance of or the lack of importance on making sure one sees the world or travels to different spaces. Do you have any opinions on that? Just, just super <laughs> random. This is, I'm hoping it leads somewhere. But yeah. It might not. Um, traveling is definitely amazing. It's eye opening and full of different experiences and cultures. Um, when you meet someone that hasn't, <laughs> that like hasn't gone to Europe or maybe they left like, LA or anything. Yeah. yeah you you can kind of tell kind of like how you can tell people are like an only child. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you can just kind of tell that they haven't seen the world and what's out there. Um, yeah. Can you elaborate on what can you, can, we ha can I have some traits on uh, a person that hasn't, hasn't let's um Yeah. Yeah, the downfalls of not seeing the world. Yeah, potentially gives you what are the what are the symptoms of that? Like closed-mindedness. Um, my life isn't good. Okay. You know that wow. kind of thing, or like this life is so amazing, but they could move somewhere even better. You know, mm. like 
they could, there's so many more experiences to be had rather than just living in this small town that you've lived in your entire life, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so worth it to go and make yourself uncomfortable and have different life experiences and you meet so many more people. Mm-hmm. It's it's also about meeting people too, I feel like, and listening to their stories and their culture and how they grew up. And there's just a lot to be learned. Yeah. So it's kind of cuz one thing for me, I know I've been I've been against traveling. I mean, I've traveled. Really? I've been, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's more that I guess I have traveled a little bit. Uh-huh. And I'm Where? I, <laughs> uh I've been out of the country twice. Okay. I've oh, been, well then you've been out of the country. I, well, once was for a week to uh to Mexico. Okay. That was like a post high school okay. thing and then I went to Indonesia for a month. Wow, Bali. Um I it, Bali was wow. a part of the adventure. I've uh, been dying to go to Bali. Oh, Bali was yeah. all right. What? <laughs> that was great. It's great. Do you surf? Uh no I didn't no oh, I didn't surf I want to go surfing but <laughs> I I saw well because the cool thing at the time my girlfriend was uh, uh my girlfriend at the time she's still Indonesian but okay. like she was visiting family and I went out mm-hmm. for a month so I had her and her family as like a oh, well, tour guide kind of like they had stuff the going on guide. so it was great yeah you know, built in translators yes. and That's showing amazing. yeah so it was. It was a very cool experience, um, but I'm like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I also have that part of it though. Like, I hate living out of a suitcase. Like, mm. I want all my clothes to be there. Okay. Like, I just I hate being limited to these like I don't ten mind that part things in my suitcase. I hate it. And yeah. then like moving locations. Like, if you travel for what two weeks or something not really a good chance you're going to be staying in the same location so then you're yeah, just like, like if you're doing like the europe yeah know. you're just like lugging your stuff everywhere then you gotta like unpack it and repack it i just like i hate that part of so it. <laughs> you're not much of a minimalist no i mean <laughs> well, i yeah. i will say i love thrifting and i I tried to go in my closet every time i go shopping and take away some things and then add more things like okay i i definitely have a handle on it (laughs) sure sure Uh, yeah but um yeah i don't know okay yeah because i know for instance i wanted to mix up my like in 2022 well this is the third the third nice happy new year oh yeah happy new year um, (laughs) uh i know i wanted to do more traveling um, and prioritize a little bit higher than I have been. Yeah. Like, I know, like, you've lived in New York. Yeah. I haven't been to New York City. Oh, my God. Exactly. See, that, like, blows my exactly. mind when people say that. It's the greatest city on earth. Oh, my. Yeah, it's just so amazing in every way. Okay. So but how... it's really hard to live there. <laughs> right. No, so going there to visit and experience the it. That's yeah. It's high on my list. I have now made more contacts there through film and stuff. Oh, yeah. And like I have, a you know, some family there too. Yeah. But I've never been. And I want to go this year. But so, okay. I guess this is, <laughs> this is a dumb question. But no, how, how, much, how much time do I need to spend there to make actually get like my most out of it? Um, like, are you going to do like all the touristy things? I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And I don't know what I should do. I just kind of want to feel it. Yeah. You'll and feel it the so second like, you get there. 
So I'm just like, is a week enough time? Oh yeah, for sure. Two days. I I love like four day trips. That's like the perfect amount. Like when I go home to Florida, I'm like, four days is perfect. Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> you know. Okay, but for um, a first time though. Yeah, I would do a week. Would be kind of quick. I yeah, feel. I would do a week. You gotta eat really good food. You gotta go to all the different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. See what they're all known for. And then I would go to like the Empire State Building, see that whole thing. Uh huh. Do I have to go inside, or do I just have to see it, or do I have to go up it? You have to go and... up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you see the whole view oh of the my. city. You got to go to rooftop bars. Oh my. Yeah. A lot okay. of fun. Okay. So I need a lot of money in yeah. my pocket to make that all kind of work. I it. would save up a lot. Because food plus maybe seeing a play. I don't know. See, oh yeah. Go gotta on, go see Broadway. Go That's see right. a play. And then yeah. I don't know if like trolleys or I don't know. how. how what's the easiest? Subway. Sub- I would get a week unlimited subway card. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll hit you up when <laughs> yeah. I when I plan it. So I can have my checklist. Exactly. Right. <laughs> cool. So there. I mean, there's that. I know. I I would love to go out of the country again. Um. But I mean, like right now, it's kind of. It's not oh, really. I think people like. I know. I'm like, down. I would love to go to Bali, but I would probably have to quarantine for like ten days, and then by the time I know it, I'm there for a month, and it's like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I I also love being home. I think okay. that's why I'm really good on like the four day trips because I'm like I just love it's, like being here in LA with yeah. my friends and it becomes too much at a point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Out of my element, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Like this last year, I lived out of my I because I had a lease end, and I ended up like going to make a movie back because I'm okay. I'm from I grew up as a kid in New Mexico. Okay. Um, and then. From there, my family moved to Nevada, which I'm from Reno. Right. But like, so I went to New Mexico this last summer to like shoot a movie and stuff. Okay. So I know I let a lease end and I kind of like couch surfed for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then I went to New Mexico and made a movie and then came back and couch surfed and gotcha. then found the spot and then moved. So I've been like literally yeah. doing the thing that you hate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I downsized and was living out of like luggage for a while. It's oh, crazy. No. But now I'm settled, everybody. I'm good. That was just that was, that was just last year. <laughs> okay, so that was my my travel segment. Wow, he <laughs> might try and jump up Hello. on you. <laughs> Temps. Or I don't know. This is backtracking, but uh, any this is kind of a little bit of an advice section for modeling. Okay. Um, any recommendation? on things to expect when jumping in or they're like, Oh, I want to be like Elena and to be cool yeah, and so cool. have the best life. And, uh, yeah. So you, you kind of mentioned already the, the social media issue of upholding that sort of image mm-hmm. is, uh, taxing in ways. Yeah. Um, and then the e-com e-commerce, <laughs> yeah. uh, life is rough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh you just yeah. have to look at the e-com days as, as like work like today work. you're at work and you're not gonna really like it but it's work and you're gonna get money so it's fine but um if i were to have a daughter and she would want to do modeling i would be 
very weary of it. Mom, I want to go to modeling school. <laughs> yeah. And then you say. I say, really? <laughs> you say no. You're sure? <laughs> um, I, I would just be more involved in what she was doing, especially if she was younger, because there are so many creeps. Like, mm. I had my fair share of experiences, and especially in a big city, you know, and L.A. too, like everyone tells you you can have everything or you can, you know. Yeah. What do they say? They, what are what are some things? What are some of those? Cause I, they just. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a model or a woman, so I don't. Yeah. You just feel like. Um, that comes from like a photographer or from like an, I guess like an yeah. agent manager, like all the people yeah, are. Yeah, they just tell you lies. <laughs> they just say like, if you do this, then you'll do really well. Or if you hang out with me or uh, like, I know so many people, I could connect you with them. And by the time you know it, like you're hanging out with this person and like nothing has come true. Like it's a lot of fake people here, fake promises you know, so how does well, one? A lot of photographers you shoot with them, and they um, have a lot of followers, and then they post the picture, and they didn't tag you. You know, you're like, I just went to work, but then I didn't get any work done, and I thought we had an exchange here, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Are there any red flags up front that? that uh, new models can keep an eye out for that could I think that if um you're trying to shoot with a photographer you should look at their work and if they're only shooting girls in near to nothing clothing yeah, boudoir or something yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably not a good look because that photographer probably doesn't work outside of test shoots and you're want to you want to surround yourself with photographers that actually have clients and not just shoot models for fun and like sexy clothing you know right so just try to actually like put together a concept too and like style it and you know a cool location um i would definitely try to like yeah because i could imagine myself being a new model in a big city and i'm young and i have no experience yet and Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like but um, I got this offer, right? But, and and I have he has n- followers, and I have nothing, and I have people. nothing else. So, yeah. like, what? What do I really have to lose? I mean, whatever, I don't right. know. Like the self talk and talking yourself into it, even though right. you know this guy seems like a creep. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, just know like the amount of followers isn't even going to mean anything. Like so many famous models that like no one really knows, but they're shooting like Dior and stuff. Like that may they might not even have followers, you know. But they're working, and that's what really matters when you're going to do test shoots is that you want to work and you want clients to notice how good your book is. So, I, But photographers that only shoot, like, really sexy stuff, like, they might have followers, but you – it's just not worth it. Well, you it can't even yet. trust the followers either yeah. because – I mean, because people pay for followers all the time. Yeah, And yeah. you can't even – yeah. Totally. Okay. And it's also good to have like model friends, like model allies, and they probably know some photographers that they like to shoot with, you know. And 
Also, you could follow this account called Shit Model Management. (laughs) (laughs) And they have this like shit list (laughs) where Mm. they've like exposed a bunch of creepy photographers. And like. That sounds like a good resource. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) What is it? Shit Model Management? Shit Model Management. It's an Instagram account. Nice. Is that specific to a region or is it just like world? No, everyone. People have written in all over. Okay. From all over. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And it tells you agencies too that are kind of Mm. like fat shaming and. Because a lot of agents will be Mm. like, if you lose 10 pounds, then you can get work. Or if you. Do this to your hair. If you cut your hair like this short, right? Then we'll like send you out for clients. Like it's a lot of. I mean, that's talent life in general. Like yeah. I know, I know actors struggle with that. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. With because a lot of like the casting process is externally driven with we're looking for a character that looks like this first and then the personality comes kind of secondary Mm -hmm. that people are looking for those shortcuts of, wait, you're telling me if I cut my hair, right. Then I'll stand out or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, uh, I know it's, uh, I, for the longest time I didn't want to like, do anything crazy to myself like what if I wanted to dye my hair blue or something sure I I don't want to do that but <laughs> I couldn't because the agency is like no what are you thinking mm-hmm. you are not that person like you you're this like girl next door regular girl that's what they wanted to right um kind of sell me as I guess like yeah, as, for I, a lack of a better word but mm-hmm. you know kind of what it is yeah (laughs) yeah no i hear that stuff all the time and i I don't know i guess the the thing to take home right that we're not really saying potentially is uh the objective maybe should be more of find thyself like be be the version of yourself you want to be and right. the work will come to you that fits who you already are like right. don't don't shape yourself for the work yeah you'll find yeah. work based on yeah. the awesome person that you that you have uh, and i think that's also a good point for a new model or a new actor if you're going to so many castings and you're not booking something it's nothing to do with you it's just the fact that Maybe they casted a guy and they wanted a blonde girl to be his girlfriend or the other girl in the shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's nothing like especially from being on the other side, um, you know, as a stylist, like I want to cast a girl that's 5'10". I don't want like a 5'7 girl for this specific shoot because I want it to be more high fashion and I want that look. So you'll find your space and the work will come like you said yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> great i love it <laughs> that's also scary cuz mm-hmm. who am i mm-hmm. who am i you mean you have to know who i am tell me who i am and i'll do it <laughs> yeah i think who that's do you, who something. do you want me to be right like don't get lost you know don't wait for them to tell you who you are Definitely know yourself, and I think a lot of younger models could get, like, 
caught up in that and everybody it's not even young it's every i mean every i don't i think about myself and i know like i didn't really get a grasp on i mean okay you kind of talked about college and how it took you five years to get through Mm -hmm. it took me five years to get through college too yeah so i feel like it's kind of normal it is normal (laughs) okay good i didn't know because like a lot of girls that i grew up modeling with like they were like, oh, I'm just not going to go right now. I'm not going to go to college. And I feel like that's another advice that I would give. Like, go to college. Just, like, do it, you know? Like, it. I just feel like when I was young and modeling, I was like, what is going to come after this? I know that this is going to expire, but I have no idea what I'm about to do because what am I going to put on my resume? I've been a model for five years. Like, what does that equate to? Mm-hmm. Right <laughs> in the business world, yeah. And I think just make as many connections as you can. It's like anything else, really. Yeah. Yeah. But um, sorry, you're five years oh, college. Five years of college. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. I didn't jump into the creative space until my fifth year of college. Like I went for engineering oh, was wow. my degree, mm-hmm. um, mining specifically. Uh, but, uh, I guess like I think about how I didn't even, I didn't even have a grasp on who I was until I was like 23 mm-hmm. and I tell that to people and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so young. You kind of took kind of get any idea of who you are. But then I think about younger people like moving to a new town, trying to make their way as a 19 yeah. year old or an 18 year old. And yeah. I was like, you're trying to find yourself in the city doing this. That's going to be near impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, cause I did, uh, yeah, I was like, I got inklings on who I was at 23 and then I stayed in Reno for five years, building up the confidence in that realm and really getting confident in who I was before even moving to LA. And I don't know, I don't know how I, I don't know, I feel very confident in who I am right now, yeah. but I'm trying to think about like how to give others confidence in who they are. Right. And it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can usually do, and that's the great thing about like being a director, is putting people in a position to be themselves. And it's like, oh my gosh, your dream is costuming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to bring you on and I'm going to let you do, yeah. like, I'm going to trust you in every aspect. And then through that process, yeah, seeing that you're trusted. I mean, I feel right. like that's kind of like a whole. Yeah. But I don't know how else to be like, just, you know, just discover yourself. <laughs> you right. Know? I don't know. I don't either, really. But one thing that school did like do do for me and make me happy is that um, through all the rejection that you get through modeling and acting, the degree was something that no one could ever take away from me. Mm -hmm. Like I have this degree and it's real. (laughs) No one can take it from me. So that just made me happy. But I, uh, I just think surround yourself with good people too. It's important. It is very important. When I first moved to LA, I hung out with a whole other group of people that I don't even talk to right now. And mm-hmm. now I finally found like the best friends ever. I couldn't imagine my life without them, you know? So it's important. It takes time. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure how, and in the moment hanging out with those people, did you know that they were the wrong crowd, quote unquote? Or did they feel like the right thing in them at the moment? Like, how does yeah? How does I think that... they were the right thing in the moment, and you know, you can always tell when you don't connect with people. 
and then it's a little forest. Kind of, yeah, and then you just kind of like figure out like maybe they don't have my best interest in mind, and I'm really putting myself out there, and I'm trying to make like this connection and something work out of this, and they aren't. So you just kind of give up over time, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just bad friends like yeah I don't know. bad friends I don't, you know <laughs> yeah, no, find yourself a, in a bad situation yeah because it takes time to really sift through all that because it's people yeah. don't really reveal themselves fully immediately so right. yeah that makes sense yeah find good people people nice people nice people <laughs> that make you feel good yeah <laughs> it's help support you yeah the support is a big thing too mm-hmm. i think if you're doing really well and you see how they react it's a big teller, you know? Yeah. It is hard to see. It is hard to see. I, c- I could empathize in a way where when you want something really bad and somebody else. Is, I mean, it's a comparison thing again is is there is the a tendency for humans to react negatively to good news for somebody else because they're like, I deserve that. Right. I should be getting that. How dare you? Yeah. It's like, you should be happy for me, yeah. please. We're friends. It's like, I know you're not getting any gigs, <laughs> yeah. but like. <laughs> it's the win for the team. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, What did I, I was going to, okay. I wanted to ask, I had this framed in a cool way too. I'm going to just read it off here. In, in another interview, when talking about your dad, I believe you make you make a mention that he's uh, he's always been you know only a phone call away, mm-hmm. and uh, he's especially useful when things don't go as planned, which is most of the time. Is what you said. <laughs> this was like maybe four years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so not to like have you relive life's big, biggest anxieties, but um, uh, how. What are your thoughts on like balancing expectations and goals mm-hmm. and uh, like things not working out you know, yeah. most of the time? Um, I think it's important to have a general hope for how things are going to go. But at the end of the day, just know you can never control anything that happens. So don't be surprised when it doesn't work out. And just be willing to roll with it and see the kind of outcome that came and then decide how to move from there Um, because there was an answer that you got, you know. So use that information to kind of make the next step. Um, I think that it's just it's important to have realistic expectations too. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if I can push back a little bit, uh-huh. you said that you can't control anything that's happening out there. Mm-hmm. I guess the question I would ask us to, or I guess maybe like what is in our control is kind of yeah the place to set the expectations. Mm-hmm. You can definitely make small steps every day. That's something that gross, I... Gross, gross Yeah, exactly. That's something that I... Like, gives me peace and something that makes me feel like I'm doing something towards my goal of whatever it is at the moment. And I'm not overwhelming myself so that if this doesn't work out, I am not upset. But 
if it makes me feel better that I know today I texted somebody and said, hey, I'm available this week. If you need something, um, I would love to work with you, whatever. And, you know, today I, I reached out and I did that. I'll usually text like 10 people and do that. But like mm -hmm. next week I'll have a week's worth of work. And then the next week I'll have work and those people will, you know, hit me up because they remember that I texted them. So, and then also like, I'm going to do a test shoot and work with my friends. It's going to make me feel good and it's going to help me achieve like a creative outlet and whatever. And then I won't really get upset if, or I guess I could say like, then a client would reach out to me however many weeks, months down the line. And I'm like, it's because I did this test shoot or it's right. because I did this podcast or it's, you know, little things here and there lead to a bigger goal. Yeah. You never know when, well, I consider it like planting seeds. Yeah, exactly. Like you're just planting seeds everywhere and yeah. then you don't know which ones will kind of bear the fruit. Right. Yeah. Know, metaphors. Right. But I would never get mad that like, oh my gosh, like I'm not styling a famous person by now, you know? Oh my it's gosh, like, all these other competitors are working. Why right, am I not working? Right. But it's like, I just joined the union. Like that's a huge thing. Right now I'm going to focus on being a really good assistant learning set even more because I still feel new at it. You know, mm -hmm. I still feel like I need a really per, uh, what is it? <laughs> um, a what? perfect my craft is okay. what I meant to say. <laughs> um, I mean, there's always so much always, to learn. Yeah, yeah. People to meet, you know, I always think of it like that too. Like I'm going to go to this thing cause you never know who you can meet. They could like, it's a, you it's very important to meet producers, I've learned, especially when you're a stylist, because that's who hires everyone on set. And yeah, like a UPM or yeah. I mean, yeah, any kind of, yeah, you know, production manager, yeah. line producer, producers. Right. I'm sure directors are useful too. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, whoever's yeah. in a power position to right. bring somebody into a room to consider. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, think of those as little small wins and, you know. I just feel like I could have never imagined that I would have gotten here. So <laughs> anything that comes is a big victory to me. I feel really accomplished already, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. I'm okay. I'm trying to think about, let's say like, <clears throat> again, control, not mm -hmm. control, but like, yeah, what's in our control. Because mm -hmm. I think about, let's say... That balance again where I know I've had the issue where um, like there's a, like a big goal down the road, like a goal post that you want to hit. So you're making decisions to kind of get you closer to that bigger thing mm -hmm. while in the way you don't know how you're going to get there or maybe something else will come along the way that changes that path. But right. at least there's a direction you're you're aiming right now. Yeah. Um, I know for a long time, or even kind of still now that I'm trying to work on, is trying to put myself in a position where there is more opportunity for uh, 
disappointment i guess is almost okay. like a thing where there's a there's a too safe thing yeah where let's say uh let's say when i first moved to la i produced uh my first feature film and like I directed it and wrote it, edited it and got it done. And the objective was like, I just want to prove to myself that I can make a movie. Yeah. And then like I did it and I got it done and that was like the goal. And I was like, I have no expectation on what it's going to do. I'm not going to submit right. it to festivals. I'm not, I, I just, let's just, let's try to find distribution. All right, cool. I found one. Let's take it. Let's kind of get some experience with that. Yeah. But like I didn't set any goals on let me try to sell this for money. Let me leverage this as much as I can mm-hmm. and get like a publicist or let me like I didn't. There was yeah. other things that I didn't even throw out there because I'm like, I feel like I've already won with right. ac- accomplishing the first goal. So I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Where I could have probably done push it more yeah yeah, yeah. so i uh, like want, i want to push things more yeah 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 so that's but, but that, yeah because i mean if it doesn't work out like i said you know there is something to be uh noted there and for you to learn but um i just think it's also important to do things for yourself too like maybe if you're like some big director one day and you're just like feel like you're a workhorse and you're just making these movies because you know because <laughs> because they're paying you lots of money yeah. yeah like it'd be so rad to just do a project for yourself and like something small and for you to only have right but i i hear what you're saying i think it is good to push yourself but i just don't want to get <laughs> lost in like thinking that if I follow this exact plan then this will be the exact outcome and then you're just like disappointed that it wasn't that outcome Mm -hmm. so I just think it's important like do what you can control which is like reaching out to people working with amazing people working with your friends or having different concepts you think of like that's what's important and you should try to control that (laughs) yes for sure yeah because it doesn't come by <laughs> just sitting on your couch and <laughs> you know waiting for people wait to call i have you. to work what yeah. you definitely have to put yourself out there wonderful it's true i agree <laughs> um <clears throat> okay <laughs> uh I don't know. I feel like we've talked a little bit about this, but I don't know where I got this quote from, but you said it somewhere. Uh, oh, I think the question was, um, what do you expect from the world or what do you expect from life? And then your response was, do you remember your response was? Nothing. I, <laughs> we well, owe everything. I think we owe the world everything. Yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> what, what does that, is that mean? Is that, st- <laughs> is, that, is that still, you still agree with that statement? Is I that- do. I feel like a lot of people feel entitled and I don't think that that's like the mind space that you should be in because then I think that's when uh, certain plans that you have don't work out because you feel like they just should and you feel mm-hmm. entitled and you just expect them to come to you. But you know, there's a lot on this earth and there's a lot of like giving back to do. I think that was more of like, it it applies to work life, but also just human nature and like 
kindness and helping people, being aware of like your blessings and how your life is on this earth. It's just mm-hmm. really something, you know? The yeah, earth is 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was, last night, for instance, I'll, I'll tangent a little bit here. Um, I was watching this documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was about the oceans mm-hmm. and how um, bad the ocean situation is getting. So when I saw your quote for, uh, what what was it again? I think we owe the world everything. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, about the, about. We just take. Yeah, we just take. Humans take. We take. So much stuff. And they expect so much and they just take from other people too. It's not even just the earth, but, and then they expect you to repay them or like do something else for them Mm -hmm. or something, you know, it just. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, because the the two the two main because this was a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called I don't like the name of the document. It's called Sea Spiracy. Oh, I've seen. Have it. you seen that one? Yeah, that went into a whole other avenue that I wasn't expecting. Okay. About the whole fishing aspect. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 It's it's really wild that that's just happening. That's one thing. That I'm all, I don't know, there's, there's a, there's a, I'll call it a healthy dose of skepticism when I hear, I don't know, certain, um, what's the term? Not like headlines, but like, because he talks about the plastic straw movement. Right. And how there's like these viral videos of sea creatures being, you know, choked or killed by plastic straws. Right. And there's a whole movement to if we replace everything with paper straws, we'll save all of the cute yeah. creatures. When in reality, <laughs> when in reality, the the plastic pollution out there in the world, it's like point zero five percent is plastic straw, and like forty or more is fishing nets. Yeah. And whatnot. Right. Like the straws are the least of our worries so here. So it's actually if we consume less fish. Yeah. And stop feeding into this mess. I don't know. It's, yeah. <sighs> I know. It was that whole thing. I, I really wasn't expecting the whole fishing part. Um, I had been very focused on the plastic movement and the water bottles. I really try to not, especially on set, like when you're on set. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. It's so bad. And then you see every day how people forget which water bottle is theirs. And so then they just open a new one and you're like, market or something. Or it's just there's so much waste in the world. It really overwhelms me. It is I crazy. I not to think about I felt, it. I felt bad during, during, uh, during COVID because pre-COVID sets were doing a lot of work to help combat that like yeah. i know uh they were like bring your own, right. your own can- canteen and we're only having the jugs yeah. and all the caterers brought right. like plates yes. and they they instead of giving out plasticware yeah. or styrofoam or whatever yeah and i was like this is wonderful know, and then as like, soon as covid <laughs> hit they're like individually package every single every item item I so know. you show up and your bread is in this plastic thing and yeah. your dessert is in a plastic thing and your meal and everybody gets four plastic it's just yeah. so crazy. It is. I'm it's like, did so you guys forget what we're doing? Right, yeah. <laughs> we were making such great progress. I know. 
Yeah. It is a shame. Cause but I was... then the fish thing. But I would try not to eat a lot of fish because of the whole like mercury situation. Well, mercury. It's... <clears throat> And the plastic. They're eating the plastic in the ocean. They're eating the plastic and they're eating, like, I guess everything kind of seeps into the oceans, right? Yeah. So everything in the ocean is eating all the gross stuff. So. Yeah. It's kind of, it was kind of gross. But, like, every, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, it's another one of these. Jeez. I'm like, no, it's another industry that I can't. Yeah. um, You know, just like the meat industry or. um, Yeah carbon emissions or yeah it's like oh it's another we're industry where, where where the bit the 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 high ups put the responsibility on the individual yeah to hey can you guys each do your small part where we are gonna keep continually uh scraping the ocean floors for as much fish as we can yeah but and do you think that if people stopped ha- like eating fish that they would even decrease their amount of fishing I, uh, well it's a supply and demand right do you think so i just feel like We're, americans over consume and they over work yeah the only the only everything. way it works if everybody on the planet somehow yeah. simultaneously decided that wait right. a second this is an issue we had no idea yeah and we all want to boycott fish eating for five years right and then yeah. They can't. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like at some, but that's but not going to happen. Feel like how much money are they making by doing that? Like there's no way that they would let those jobs go. And I don't know. I just feel like everything runs <laughs> so on how, money. How, and... Helplessness. <laughs> yes, I feel you. Uh, the other cool fact too from the movie that I took away, I'll call it a cool fact, was there's uh, all those, you know, from the oil spill in the gulf of mexico one of those big ones that made huge headlines and yeah the, they all the footage of the oil spilling on the seagulls mm-hmm. and all this life was dying and the they were saying that actually there was a net positive effect on the ocean in that region during that what? time because <laughs> there was no fishing allowed because of the oil made it dangerous to take uh, the ships out there so the break oh, the three-month break the or the ecosystem thriving. actually bounced back oh. because there was no fishing happening while the oil spill was going so there was more harm done yeah i'm never even fishing <laughs> so <laughs> would you ever go vegan <laughs> what would you ever go vegan the only meat that I buy currently is turkey. Really? Yeah. That one out of all is <laughs> turkey. I switched from red meat to turkey. Okay. But sometimes I guess I'll do chicken. Yeah. But normally my my I meal prep and turkey is the one that I go for. But oh. vegan, I, I'm one I'm one ingredient away from being vegan. Yeah. Uh, do you eat eggs? No. No. I love eggs. I eggs ate are them great. You came here. I mean, <laughs> I uh, I guess like I don't limit my diet outside of the house too. Like if I'm on mm. set and they're like, okay, we have this. I'm like, sure, I'll, t- sure, right. I guess I'll have the chicken, whatever, or the pasta, or yeah. the the breakfast burrito with bacon, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, yeah. I was just thinking about um, 
the fish industry and how there's slave labor involved in there at some point too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and well. it's a lie. Like they were lying on the food cans too on how yeah. it was. Sustainable. Yeah. Sustainable fishing stamp. Right. I think was the thing that was stamped. Yeah. Or like the, the, the no harming dolphins right. thing. But they like caught five dolphins in the process of catching all those fish. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're searching for tuna. And yeah. like one example was that this one shipping rig to get three tuna, they killed 10 dolphins in oh the process. <laughs> so I just can't. <laughs> and then they bring up the, the sea world stuff too with the, yeah. the, a lot of people were catching, trying to catch baby dolphins cause they sell great to the sea worlds <laughs> and that's a whole industry to right. maybe stop going to sea world. I haven't been to sea world in since you were a kid yeah. like me yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway. yeah, i have a weird feeling about sea world i don't i don't think i remember it being really cool as a kid but i feel like that's and that's just the way it was and yeah. i feel like it's still a little bit the way it is yeah however i think mm. that is catching on I feel like if I talk with my friends about SeaWorld, everyone's like, no. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah, they're all like, the you went to SeaWorld. I'm so mad. I feel like I've but seen yeah. a friend go to SeaWorld and I'm like, should I text them? Yeah, <laughs> Do they know? Like, uh, <laughs> Do they know? SeaWorld's canceled. Because <laughs> they have all the messaging there too where their whole, the positive game that they're going for, right, oh. is. Let's hear it. <laughs> is come, it's like uh, once you see the thing that you're trying to say. <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh, mom, the dolphin's awesome, and the orcas are really pretty, oh. and the manatees, and I it's see. like, oh, and then, then there's all the messaging on the place, too. It's like, all these things are endangered. Please do your part, and you can donate to these places and these places, and the awareness kind of goes up overall, mm-hmm. but in the process... They're doing tricks for have, audiences. They need to do things to make that place even operate. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's also like, <laughs> I, know. I know this is fresh, so I'm just going to ramble off on this. The sustainable fishing hatcheries or whatever, like the salmon. Oh, the salmon farms. The salmon farms uh-huh. are, uh, they don't work. Wow. They don't work. It takes more fish to feed the, the hatchery or whatever than, like it's more effort to build that space mm-hmm. and keep that running than it is to Wild do it the other way or whatever yeah whatever the other way is the natural way like it's just it doesn't work and it's gross Ugh. and the waste that comes out of it is humongous and it's all yeah and you would never know this like no one tells you that so <laughs> um anyway yeah. that's everything that's what i thought of when i heard your quote <laughs> let's stop taking um there's also yeah but the the person-to-person interactions as well like you said it that's definitely in our control yes we can control that (laughs) you can control what you buy yeah and control how you treat other people around you Mm -hmm. just be a good human you know (laughs) that's always the message yeah um um side note I when googling your name mm. and scrolling enough, I found I don't I don't feel like this is you. Did you write a paper on the issue of child obesity? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
This was back in 2012, 10 years ago. that was for school. (laughs) (laughs) It came up. Yeah. I found it. And it was was a little short thing. I didn't really have much on the actual Mm -hmm. thing, but you you had a bunch of sources cited. Yeah. Um... (laughs) why did i do that (laughs) well maybe why slash let's talk about it maybe yeah i think it's a issue that that we're all seeing (laughs) yeah and i think it also is important now in covid times to where being healthy and active is incredibly important to how this virus might react to you And the government isn't really pushing that. And I think that's... If anything, they're pushing the opposite. Yeah, they're pushing you to stay stay at home. Because you remember early on, too, uh, when it was very unknown on what the virus was, you can go outside and see all the playgrounds were shut down. Yeah. And it was like, kids can't play. Yeah. Yeah. They're just going to play on their iPads or I always see kids stuck in front of an iPad and I used to go play outside all day long when I was a kid. You grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. What environment was that? Like, was that a, uh, you could roam the neighborhood yeah, safely and stuff? Yeah, I grew up on like a cul-de-sac in like a suburban area. Or we would go to the beach. Like my friend and I would ride our bikes to the beach or we'd go skateboarding or just hang out outside. I don't know. Also, like my parents didn't want my my friends coming inside Gross. of the house. <laughs> yeah, they like eat all of our food and stuff. So <laughs> we would just be like, go play outside. Like we had a big lawn, and you know, we like make up games, and you just be a kid. And I feel like a lot of kids are missing that these days, and it's showing. And I feel like healthy habits aren't really. Uh, advertised to them or taught and I think it's important especially with the way our world is going and the environment that's being created it's important for them to know like eat organic and eat fruits and vegetables it makes you feel good keeps you healthy being healthy is just really important and that okay so what what are the um yes definitely <laughs> i was i was was there is there anything uh any examples or things that you recall discovering that you didn't know before or how bad it really is or have you kept up with it whatsoever from writing that paper <laughs> for your <laughs> for your follow honest, for your follow up uh, i essay? haven't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 10 years later. <laughs> Let's see how we're doing, everybody. Let's right. follow up. Oh. I, would, yeah, I would love to know. I wonder. I haven't thought about that paper in years. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just look at, like, around my, Just you know. with your own eyes. Yeah, all, yeah. exactly. Um, no, I, I okay. can't say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, because I grew up in a, uh, like I mentioned earlier, in New Mexico, I grew up in like an a thousand a thousand person village as a kid in like the mountains in a valley. So okay. it was the safest <laughs> kid environment one could ever really dream of. Like I lived in the trailer park as a kid and I had a lot of family around and there's like creeks and rivers and I had oh, my that's bicycle. Sweet. That's fun. Yeah. It, it was like 
the ideal, I look back on it fondly and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that was like the best ever. I'm so happy. Yeah. Because I can't imagine being a kid in like LA. I know. I think about I that a lot. How I it think works. About, yeah, if I would have kids here. Even like the rich kids. Like it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. economic status you're in. It's right. kind of like if you're rich, you're still stuck at home on an iPad. It's, it's the same. Yeah, totally. You just get to do more Zoom classes, I guess. Yeah, and I think that a lot of schools are losing their extracurricular activities. That's been happening for a long time. Yeah, and I just feel like that's... You mean like recess and stuff or just... Definitely not helping. No, like like the sports, really? Well, I think like... uh, Or like music. I feel like that one gets cut a lot. I'm not sure. Don't Don't quote quote you on that. (laughs) But... You know, things like that. I feel like schools just don't have the budget for uh, things besides the classroom. And I think it's important for kids to find themselves. I know some schools had, like, mechanics. (laughs) Like, my friend's boyfriend went to school in New York, and he got to go to, like – the mechanic shop and like work on cars. And I thought that was so mm. cool. That sounds like a high, that's a high school thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think that. my high school had that too. That's like a insane. little automotive. You can work on engine repair. Wow. Kind of like, like the home ec equivalent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I never had home ec. No. I had it no. one time in <laughs> middle school and we like barely did anything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like schools need more of that. Of that. Have you thought about? <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a dumb question. I'll ask it. Have you ever thought about getting into politics? <laughs> <laughs> Never once. Because the whole issue is uh, there aren't real people in positions of power. Yeah. That can speak on behalf of the people they actually represent. So I know. And then you think about like, what if you went into politics and you see the people that you're surrounded by, the other politicians and you're like, well, the idea is everybody switches up at once. Like if we could all just be normies, but then even then it still sounds horrible. Yeah. Think of like the, it doesn't matter what boardroom you enter. It's usually pretty, uh, not fun. No. And for different motives as well. Everyone has their alternative Agendas, motive. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> not oh, looking good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, wonderful. So no politics route for you. I would maybe like... <laughs> sure, go for I it. I would work for a non-profit. I would love to do that. I or- was... You know, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Obviously, like, there's no money in that. So. Well, it's not about the money, Elena. Well, of course. It's not. But I would have to make a living somehow. Sure. So I would need, like, It's called a uh, wardrobe stylist. Yeah. And then in between gigs. I don't know how. Yeah. You know, that's volunteer-based work, isn't it? Like, you. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You could run a nonprofit and. But if you need other people working there, like, you'd have to pay them. 
Okay. Everyone can just like <laughs> All right, just shoot down my ideas over Sorry. here. Sorry. Uh Great. I let me see if there's any uh, we pretty much talked the bulk of the points. Um let me see if there's anything else here. But in the meantime, what because we're in we're in uh, 2022 now. Mm-hmm. Again, happy new year everybody. Yes. What are you are you um we talked a little bit about plans and expectations, mm-hmm. but have you how do you approach like a, a new year? Is it nothing changes or are you one to set like something like a recap list at the end of the year or anything or how did how are you um, prepping? Yeah, I think resolutions are <laughs> cool or they, like, they like, I don't know you pe- never people are people, people are anti-resolution this year yeah. they're pro-manifestation instead uh, yeah I which think is that's, the that's, same thing that's a good point <laughs> I think resolutions I don't want to fail at something so I just kind of like mm-hmm. um I tell myself like a few things that I would like to work on and I try to like focus on one for a while and then maybe I'll get into the other one. But I think if you tell yourself too many things and you get way too overwhelmed and then by the time it's February, you're upset because you haven't even accomplished like one of your resolutions. So. Wow. <laughs> well, that's you. Yeah, I Me, guess. I accomplish mine. <laughs> really? Everyone? Normally, yeah. I mean, I guess like I, I don't know how I do a lot of... I, I do a lot of work to make sure I'm putting stuff on my list that mm-hmm. like when I do do it, it's this is attainable stuff in the right. time frame that I'm talking about. Like yeah. it's not. You set a time frame. Too? Again, like I say, I, I kind of choose maybe safe things, yeah. but also things that challenge me where it's not mm-hmm. too whatever that balance of. Yeah. Um, so I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My, my ones that I thought of were. Um, just try and get more assistant work because I've been a PA for the past year and now I'm finally able to be an assistant on set. So I just really want to like lock in that role now and then also get more music videos because I feel like that looks good on my website and um, I did enjoy doing that. I thought that was fun and I feel like like Every stylist like needs to go through their like music video phase. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, yeah. it's it, the music video. I've never ventured into that world. Mm-hmm. Script supervisors aren't on those sets, right? And as a director, it's not my thing mm-hmm. either. I don't like it. Yeah, it's but, a different alley. That's but for sure. cinematography, well, it's all visually based, so I yeah. totally get the yeah. costume is humongous. Yeah. For that. And I think just like scheduling more test shoots. So I just like building my book and building my brand is what I'm going for. Yeah. Lovely. My own work. Yeah. One question that I almost forgot that I had was lifestyle change for you and how you feel about set life versus model actor life. Mm-hmm. Um because it was like a big topic as of late with like the IATSE almost strike and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I don't, yeah. 
I don't know if you were on set during any of that. Um, I was. We were panicking. It was right <laughs> in the beginning of our movie when we were in pre-production. And we had so much stuff at the costume house. And we didn't know if they were going to shut down on Monday. So we had to take everything out that we pulled from the costume house just in case they closed. So, and it was going to cost like so much money for the production. Because they would have closed if there was a strike. Correct. Yeah. But then you would, you guys would have been striking or you were non-union? No, um, because we were a low budget agreement. So okay. our movie wasn't going to strike. So you would have kept. But yeah. Then, all right. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we would have kept going. Um, But we wouldn't have had the costume house to go pull from. We would have yeah. had to go to like independent ones or shop everything. Which is really hard. It's not ideal, and it's more expensive. Yeah. So, um. So I guess like the question would be. Oh, I, I know. What switching you're from, yeah. uh, you know the 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 spattering of a schedule. Yeah. Versus like I'm doing a shoot for twelve hours a day. Yeah. Twelve plus hours a day. Yeah. For an extended period of time where I have no life. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was a huge, huge switch in my life. Um I it was a big wake up call. Like I said before, like how you're models, like, you're like, like don't really do anything. I was like <laughs> work right. now I am working over 12 hour days doing the most like heavy lifting, you're rolling racks everywhere, you're doing something at all times. You don't sit once during the day. But then when I was a model, I would just sit there, wait for them to tell me they were ready for me, go through hair and makeup. People would get me coffee if I needed it. They would go to crafty for me. <laughs> they would just go like, they would, you'd do anything. Yeah. You're like this little like pet on set yeah, <laughs> like, just, take care you of you. Keep you happy yeah it's like so easy but yeah being in wardrobe it's not and you know you also work with different types of people like bosses and you have to learn how they work and how they want things and if you don't do it right like they might not want to hire you again so you when you say bosses are you talking about your department head or, yes okay, yeah or the producers uh both i guess probably the department head the department head, like one stylist I work for, she likes her racks on the middle. <laughs> and like, just, you just got to know these things about them. I yeah. Know. I don't you know what the middle means, of, but. Oh, you're right. Um, <laughs> you know, like. I think of a rack and there's like the one, racks. there's one level, but. Okay, so uh -huh. there's three options. Okay, top. so she likes the middle option versus the high. bottom. Oh, she doesn't like it being too high because she's short, so she can't see anything gotcha. when the clothes are on the rack. But you also have to keep track of receipts, and if you mess up, like you really mess up, you know, like you cost people money, and the producers could get mad, and like your department head could get in trouble. So there's a lot more risk involved. Whereas if you kind of mess up as a model, they don't really like tell you. They just kind of like subtly give you a different a different advice. note. Yeah, a different, a different and then, note. And then they don't cast you again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was a big wake up call, but I love it. I love going to work every day, waking up, having something to do. Whereas a model, I was like, what will I do today? Like, I did nothing yesterday. I guess I'll do nothing again today. Or I'll go do this test shoot or whatever. But mm -hmm. yeah, styling. And then I go and like hang out with people that I love. Like I love being on set 
And I love making new friends and I love working with my friends. Like everyone that I work with now, are, they're great people. And I love like creating something with them. It's great. Yeah. How many people do you typically have around you when you're working costumes these days? Um, I There could be, there's like the department head, the assistant, and then the PA. But sometimes there could be two assistants. So Three to four. Three to four. And sometimes there isn't a PA either. It could be like a smaller shoe. Yeah. And you just do everything that the PA would do, like all the returns and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But on the movie, it's different. It's you, um, there's like a costume designer, assistant costume designer. There's a costume supervisor. Mm. She handles the budget and everything like that. And then there's like the set costumer. Then there's the truck costumers. So it could be like six people. Yeah. Yeah, that you kind of interact with pretty consistently. Yeah. Okay. Um, So it's a big switch up having the longer day, always being up on your feet, always having something to do. But Um, I swear it flies by. (laughs) When I think about, I've been at work for like 13 hours. It goes by so quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? It can. Yeah, it can. <laughs> it can. Um, I guess more, yeah, okay. I guess more of the point is the fulfillment factor is... Way higher. Is higher. Way higher. And that... I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to... So does that... So you don't quite mind the longer day just because no. it's you're fulfilled. Yeah. And I'm using my brain. You'd rather be out doing something. Yes. And contributing to a, yeah. a larger vision and a goal. Right. Okay. Like when you're a model, they just like tell you what to do, like wear this, wear that, blah blah blah. But when you're the stylist, like you kind of had a say in this, like you did the work to dress them. You're coming together with everyone else to make this come true you know yeah i I, yeah because i think about i haven't even been in the film industry that long really i i i consider like my first big set was in 2017 uh and i was a personal assistant to the director Mm -hmm. on that and then i moved to la end of 2018 so technically 2019 and then 2020 was the year that it was and then 2021 was also kind of a year that it was so my three years are kind of like weird weird years to be uh but regardless as a script supervisor it's a little bit different yeah the nice thing is my days are shorter than like your days because Mm. i don't have like to a, load out. Yeah, there's you no. You don't have to load in. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's like we're wrapped. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get my iPad up over yeah. my shoulder and walk out. Oh my gosh. What a dream. It's lovely. You should yeah. consider it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you uh, know what? <laughs> now that you're a local, you can right. switch paths. Um, yeah, because I. And then it's a department of one mm-hmm. as well. So I don't have friends do you ever wish that there was a assistant there, there's talks there 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 are talks that the script supervisor does so much that depending on the shoot negotiating for a second mm-hmm. would be beneficial yeah unlike 
one is focused on note taking and the other one's watching continuity. Well, I don't know. Like the split, it's kind of like a weird because it's yeah. kinda, all both people have to be there constantly to kind of know what's happening at all moments. And which, then you guys always have to talk. Yeah, which would be great. Sure? I'd love to have something to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually talk with directors. Directors are my friend. I see. But then the director's friends with everybody. So right. I always get sad when the director walks off to have lunch with. You oh. know, <laughs> the cast or the yeah. AD or anybody. Right. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you're the one person that was like I'm closest to on set. Right. Um, so I was going to say, I haven't been on sets for that long, but I've done enough work where I'm like the 12 hour day is kind of annoying, mm. even for <laughs> my lack of load in and load out. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm just influenced by all the IATSE talk and being like, you know, respect our time. Give us, yeah. you know, the commutes and all adding the commute on, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, because um, that equaled 14-hour days for me. Because I was going to Santa Clarita for ooh, the movie hey. so much. Yeah. And, it, you know, by the time you know it, you're waking up at 4 because you have to be on set at 5.30. And then you get home and it's like eight or nine o'clock and then bedtime yeah and then you're just like so tired <laughs> that but all you can good. do is go to sleep so the good news i mean the good news is it feels good it does it, feel it feels like it's like i worked and i yeah. love the work and i'm yeah. so happy with what we did today right but i'm it's still literally kind of all you can do right but then you also think about everything that you accomplished during that day and you're like, I wouldn't be able to do this if I only had an eight-hour day. Okay. Uh -huh. I like feel like it goes by so quickly because I have so much that I have to do. And I just it takes a lot of <laughs> I time. I feel that. I hear that. <laughs> I know when I produce, I, I push for shorter days. Mm -hmm. Like on the last feature I made, it was a 10-hour days. Oh, nice. And it was lovely. Yeah. 10 is very realistic. 10 is great. <laughs> That's, yeah, those are really good days. Because it's like, oh, it feels like you're wrapping early every day because yeah. we're all used to 12s. Right. And, and, you're, like, oh, and you're like, whoa. Maybe like make dinner tonight or rest. like <laughs> go to a workout class. I can actually <laughs> hang out with people or whatever. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So it was a game changer. Yeah. Um, I know I pushed for shorter. Um, shucks, I forgot where I was going. Oh, I totally <laughs> lost it. Totally lost oh. it. Um, 10 hour days. 10 hour days. What were you saying? It'll re-trigger me. Um, hanging out with people. Your day is gone. <laughs> I'm going to stall here. <laughs> All right. I guess, <clears throat> man. I don't know. I'm you so close. It's so close. The okay. thing? Is it that? Maybe. I'm just thinking about how we are fulfilled with all the work. Okay, you're saying that an eight-hour day is not enough. Okay. Um, and I'm saying... Okay, I remember. Whew, okay, yay. I got it. <laughs> there is the... I don't know if you've seen these studies or like different countries have enacted different like work weeks and stuff. Mm -hmm. I forget which country it is. Apologies. You can Google it. 
and this, this, all these facts, these, these stats are probably all wrong. But the the point is, is they discovered that as as a whole, they're able to get as much work done in like three, four hour days as they were getting with f- five. 10 hour day whatever like wow. there is some sort of crazy thing where they changed the work day to like four hour days because that's all the time they needed to get the work done because huh. like if you think about like an office job you're kind of yeah. just twiddling your thumbs most yeah. of you're like i'm here because i have to be here but right. what work do i actually have to do right it's set life is different it is because there's like page counts we have to hit and number yeah. of scenes we have to do People so have to set up for each scene yeah if we shorten the day that more likely means just a longer more more days yeah more days schedule right which i don't know how do you feel about like how long was the last project that you were a part of i was on the project for 34 days but that included pre-production and wrapping so i think we probably had like 20 ish shoot days maybe less that sounds about right. Yeah. 20-ish. Sounds great. So yeah. let's just say we're going to hire you for this project for 25 days, 12-hour days, or it's going to be... Okay, that's how many weeks? <laughs> Jeez. I'm trying to do math here on the fly. Uh, 25 right. days. Let's say let's see if, we're, if we're doing five-day weeks, that's five weeks. Uh-huh. I don't know if you had two days off a week or if it was yeah. six days. Two days. So that's five weeks, 12-hour days, or... We're actually going to try this other thing where we're doing 10-hour days, but we're, it's going to up our schedule by a whole extra week. So now we're doing six weeks. It's a 30-day shoot, and we're doing 10s uh, to kind of make up. And <laughs> is that preferable? Yeah, is you it? get more money. <laughs> <laughs> and then my pitch, my pitch too, is for all the producers out there. It's yeah. like, I mean, the pay, the pay should stay the same. Is My day rate is still my day rate. Yeah pay me like you're not paying it's not 10 it's not whatever for 10 it's whatever for day the 10 hour day like if you're making i don't know 500 a day for the 12 still give me a 500 a day for For the 10 10. yeah yeah it's only fair i think that i that happens already i don't know i've seen it not happen but i but but that's that's non-union that's non-union okay got it yeah because i noticed that i just did a commercial where i was the assistant and we were doing 10 hour days and I was still getting the same rate as I would on a union. I could still picture. see the, hey, this is hourly union rate, and we're doing 10, so actually you're going to get be get, getting paid. I don't know how it works union-wise, because I'm not union. Right. Um, but regardless, I, I've seen the arguments with, like, cast would be harder to book because oh. now they're locked up. Like, all the bigger oh. names are locked up for longer periods of time because I it see. takes more days to shoot. Right. So it limits the talent pool, which I, I think is fine. <laughs> I think <laughs> There's a lot of talent, that's for sure. It's more opportunity for more new faces, if anything. Yeah, I agree um, to that. But I could see how an actor wouldn't like that. You're it's right. It's like now Dwayne Johnson can only do three movies a year <laughs> instead yeah, of four. Right. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> really, okay. dude? He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, but yeah, you... Are, you're, you're I would like, love that. Yeah, just because you literally don't have a life. Like when I was doing the movie, I would come home and sleep 
And then I'd wake up and then I'd go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could imagine the argument being like, I don't want that schedule if you're shooting out of town. Yeah. Because now you're like, oh, you're putting me up in New Mexico for right. five weeks now and I'm away altogether. Yeah. So can we just do the 12s and I can leave a week early? Like, yeah. I could see that argument. What if they did both? Like, what if they did some days are 10, <laughs> some days are 12? <laughs> what? Well, yeah. I think that kind of happens by default. Yeah. Like it's like this day, this day needs extra, so we're going to go to the 12. But that would... Yeah. I still don't want people getting used to that. Yeah. Either way. Um, you know, know how, like, when you're in school, you go to, like, these classes on Monday and Wednesday? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, on Monday and Wednesday, you have 10-hour days. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Uh, nope if you're gonna do it do it do it yeah my thing there's no compromise and it's like if you don't want to be out here for five weeks we'll find somebody who wants to work less i mean who wants actually because that's the hard thing about the whole thing is there's usually there's always somebody in a power position that is willing to work infinitely right so if the producers aren't going to limit you or if, if the director's pushing for 14 hour days Mm because they can go whatever they don't need to sleep then everybody suffers with them so yeah it's kind of like a tough thing where i don't know everybody's trying to squeeze out as much as they can it's usually um, right yeah yeah which i don't like (laughs) i don't know i don't ever see costumes pushing for it's like hey we have a 12 hour day um should we get some extra shots like we're should we or should we wrap half an hour early or should we Get some extra setup because we have the time. And yeah. then the costumes are like, can we please get... That's not really a thing. Right. When they raise their hand, it's normally like cinematographers like, well, I think we should get... Be, yeah, get it's normally their or, call. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Script soup is like, we have the coverage. Can we just... Are we good? <laughs> yeah. We, we don't need this. Yeah. If you wanted this, we should have gotten this earlier. Right, right. Uh, yeah. We should have planned. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> that's my piece on the, <laughs> on the schedule. All right, I'm going to try to make it happen. I'll run for IOTC office when I'm in there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. That's politics. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, unless there's anything else going on in life <laughs> that, that you want like to talk about. Um, no, I think <laughs> Okay, that's great. It. Yeah. Wonderful. So last, last final thing is if people want to keep up with you on what you got going on, all what right, are what are the right. things? Where where do, where can people follow uh, Elena Licardi? You can follow me on Instagram at, at Elena M Licardi, and then uh, my website is elenalicardi.com. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, Elena. Thanks for right. being a part. Thanks so much, Eddie. Cool. <laughs> this is fun. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Boom, 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 boom.